Have you ever said to yourself, I just want to be a part of something bigger than myself? All right, if you haven't thought that, if you haven't said that, you probably haven't just acknowledged really what's going on in your life yet. Every one of us have a deep longing inside of us to be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. I remember 20 years ago, I began to have this longing in my heart to do something more. And I truly got addicted, addicted to church planting. And I was like, I've got to do something more with my life. And it's amazing what God has done over the last 13 to 14 years as we've been on this journey. But the reality is this, is we craft these identities, each of us, and we cling to them searching and hoping and looking for any security that they may bring us. And the reality is, is some of these identities are true about who we are and some of them just simply are not true, they're false. Things that we're pursuing, things that we're hoping for. But the Bible teaches us this, that we were made in the image of God. You are the Imago Dei of King Jesus. That's the reality of who we are. The Imago Dei is our calling. It's our purpose that God has placed us here on this planet that we call earth. We are called by God to be his representatives. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter one, it says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness so that we may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock, over all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. When God looks at you, he sees himself. You are his likeness. You are his imago Dei. What God longs for is for you and I to bring his reflection to the entire earth, to our neighborhoods, to our workplaces, to our businesses, wherever we go. Have you ever walked by a mirror or a window and you caught your reflection and it surprised you? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, I look like that? Some of you have thought, man, I I look that good, right? It's like it surprises us and catches us off guard at times. In 2000, the Soviet Union was emptying out their prisons and their political prisoners were being released. One of these men named Andreas Thomas was captured when he was 20 years old. In fact, the Soviet Union had held him in captivity for 55 years. I'm not even that old, getting close. Held him in captivity for 55 years. They decided to release these prisoners. And when they released Andreas, he, he was speaking this gibberish that they could not understand. And, and so someone said, man, we should bring in a psychiatrist to, to see if there's anything actually being said here. So Andreas was Hungarian. 
And they went and found a Hungarian psychiatrist and she began to tell them he's actually speaking a very old Hungarian dialect from over 50 years ago because he had been in a room, he had been at captivity by himself for 55 years. She said, if you release him into our care, we will help him, we will bring him back to life. We will help him get acclimated into the world. And so they put Andreas into a wheelchair and they wheeled him out of the prison. And he had such an odd request as he's sitting in that wheelchair. He said, can I see a mirror? Can I have a mirror? And he looked at himself in that mirror for all but two seconds. And he put his hands in his lap and his face in his hands and he began to weep uncontrollably. You see, Andreas had completely forgotten what he'd looked like. He had not seen himself in 55 years. You and I are part of the glory of creation. Humans are the supreme expression of God. God longs for you and I to be the reflection of him, to bring his love, to bring his grace, to bring his kindness and his goodness and his mercy into the world. And so the question that we have to wrestle with this morning is how much of our lives is a reflection of our father? And the other question that's even more difficult is this, is are we simply just showing off? I don't know about you, but I've found myself in that space many times in my life of just showing off. There's this great fighter that you may have heard of named Muhammad Ali. He used to call himself the greatest of all time. He was very showy. In fact, he was one of the most entertaining boxers and fighters that we've ever seen and ever been able to witness and watch on the planet. And one day, Muhammad Ali found himself on a flight and there was some turbulence and the captain came over the loudspeaker and he said, I need everyone to get in their seat and buckle their seatbelts. And everybody complied, but Muhammad Ali. And the stewardess came to him and said, sir, would you please buckle your seatbelt? And he looked back at the stewardess and said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. <laughs> and she was quite witty. And she looked back at Muhammad Ali and said, Superman don't need no plane. <laughs> Christian Ronaldo and Lionel Messi are two of the greatest soccer players to ever lived. Football players, if you're from England this morning. You're welcome, Mikey, wherever you are. <laughs> They're interviewing Christian Ronaldo. And they said, Christian, why are you here? And he says, I, I'm here because God placed me here to teach the world, to show them how to play soccer. And the reporter looked over at Messi and said, Messi, what do you think about those comments? And he paused for a moment. And he said something that was so fascinating. He said, I don't remember sending him. You see, we like to think that we're omnipotent. We like to think that we know so much. But the reality is many times we go through life pretending rather than actually being real. We define ourselves by what we do. We must define ourselves by who we were meant to be. 
You see, God cherishes you because you are his resemblance. You are the imago Dei. You are an image bearer of God, of King Jesus. And you and I will only be satisfied when we engage that role as image bearers of God. King David said this in the Psalm. He says, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I wake in your likeness. How much sadness would evaporate in the world if every one of us believed this. I was made for God's glory and I am being made into his image day by day by day. Why does God love you with an everlasting love? It has everything to do with whose you are. You are his. Colossians tells us, for he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves and whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, the supremacy of the son of God. The son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. What is this Imago day? The first thing is this, as God calls humans, you and I, into a relationship with him. That's what he longs for. That's why you were created, to bear his image to the world. God calls us to be his representatives as God to the rest of creation in his name. Not in Jim's name, not in your name, his name. God has us to be stewards and caretakers of all of creation over this planet that we live on called earth. But the question that we have to wrestle with is this, is who are you looking up to? The reality is, is whatever you look at the most, you will eventually become. I was a student pastor for over 15 years before we started City Church. And I would consistently tell my students, bring me your five closest friends. I still believe this today. And I can spend a few hours with them and give you a really clear picture of what your future is going to look like. Because we become who we hang around the most. That's just the reality of how we're wired as humans. Who are you reflecting? The mirror is a beautiful indicator of who we are and whose we are. As you think about the, your life this year, I want you to never forget this image. As I walk by a window, as I look in a mirror, who do other people see in me? Does it look more like God and Jesus? Or does it look a whole lot like Jim Moss or yourself? Who are you reflecting? What does that reflection look like? The mirror gives us such a great picture and reminder that we are the Imago Dei of God. 
He created every fiber of you. Everything. Every particle, every atom, every hair, every vessel, every bump and mole that you hate, he created it. You are his son. You are his daughter. And he's madly in love with you. You see, the Pharisees tried to continually catch Jesus off guard over and over and over again. They'd written all these laws. And they came to him and said, Jesus, what, what's the greatest of all these laws? And as Jesus often did, he chose a different path to his answers. And he looked at him, he said, which is the greatest commandment? It's this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength. It's difficult to do in a world of so many distractions. And he followed it up with this. He said, also, I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. All the law, all the writings of the prophets depend on these two commands, all of them. This morning, we're gonna close with doing something so simple. Last year, I asked my spiritual director to teach me every prayer that he knew. One of them has been so transformational for my life. Because as one of your pastors, there's so many times I don't know what to pray because the situation is too heavy, it's too dark. I don't, I don't even know what to say to God. Romans 8 gives us a beautiful picture of these times where it tells us that the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. In fact, it takes it a step further. It says the Holy Spirit groans on our behalf. That intensity of the Holy Spirit is our partner and he's working on our behalf when we don't even know what to do. This prayer is, is called a holding prayer. And what I love about it is you don't really have to do much other than hold whatever you're praying for, whatever you're believing for before the Lord. And this morning, we're going to practice that just for a few seconds, not long, but I want you to get a picture of you that's the image bearer of God. I want to get a picture of you to get a picture of you as the Imago Day. Right where you sit. If you just want to hold your hands out, whether you put them on your knees or in your lap with your palms open, and just hold that before the Lord. 
And my prayer for you this morning is that God does something unique and special in your life as we just hold ourselves before him as the image bearers of God. forget we are your reflection deepen that in our souls Lord let us never forget Something happened as I began to practice this holding prayer because it was so simple. There was nothing that I had to do other than sit there and hold whomever and whoever I was believing God for. As God created a longing in me to pray more and more and more. I didn't do that to initiate that in my life. It was just that, God, I, there's so many times I don't even know what to say to you. And all I have to do is bring it to him and hold it before him. We get so caught up in the future and tomorrow. I would tell my students this, we typically had youth service on Wednesday night. And I would look at them and I'd say, all you need to do is finish tonight. Don't worry about tomorrow. And I look at you this morning and communicate those same words because they're true. Finish today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what 2023 is going to bring. Get caught up in who you are as the Imago Dei, as the reflection of God. I believe if we do that, we'll see our neighborhoods, we'll see our workplaces, we'll see our city, our state, our country transformed by the love of God as we reflect God to our world. This morning, I want you to grab your communion if you have it with you.
One of the things that I love about how Pastor Matt has led us is just this time at the end of every service that we take to recenter ourselves. That's what today has been about. It's just a simple reminder of whose you are, of who you are. The juice represents Jesus's blood that was shed for you on the day that he gave up his life for you and I so that we could live again, so that we could be born again in and only through him. The wafer represents his body that was beaten that day beyond anything, beyond comprehension. Can never fathom giving up one of my sons. I wouldn't do it for you, but he did. I got two of my boys in the room this morning and I love you, but I don't think I could give them up for you. But God did that. I'm so thankful for that. So the more this morning we paused to say thank you and remember I'm gonna pray for us. We're gonna take the elements together and then we're gonna move back into a time of worship. God, thank you for the gift of your sacrifice. God, thank you for the gift of who you are. And God, I pray this morning that we would never forget that we are the Imago Day. God, we are your image bearers unto the world. God, we are your reflection. And we pause for a moment this morning to say thank you. Not only for who you are, but what you did for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.